There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning. Welcome to the show about money and about life. It really is. Yeah, you need money each and every day, I remember, in uh, economics, high school economics. Uh, Ozzy Lagozo was the name of my teacher, and I think he was actually a bit of a commie. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, he taught us economics, and uh, he said, uh, what in the world does not factor in economics? And people would have had sex. He says, no, nope, got to pay for that too every now and then. Yeah, economics is what it's all about. Um, I don't know why I pivot towards economics there, Jack. Help me out here. It, uh, I'm very excited about today's show, we'll say. Uh, show about money. Yes, indeed, it is. Got a couple of really cool guests on, and... Um, a very important uh, discussion around all of this, of course, is Covenant House. So uh, Martin Katz uh, is going to be a sleeper uh, with Moi OC, uh, November 20th. November 21. Yeah, and uh, the weather outside is frightful, I shall say. I'm not looking forward to it. I hated sleeping out last year, uh, Martin. Uh, Martin Katz, is, uh, he's, he's really excited me. Um, in fact, uh, Brittany's going to try to get me an extra hour for this week's show. Probably won't happen, but she's going to try, right, Brittany? Yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, Martin Katz, uh, not only is he a sleeper for Covenant House, the guy's got a big heart, um, but he's also the, is it the president and and founder of uh, Prospero Pictures? That's right. Um, His company is beyond cool in that uh, he hangs with Sting. He hangs with Sir Elton. the, 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 the dossier of his friends is far and wide. I've always said to my wife, I said, I would love to spend an afternoon with Mick Jagger and then an afternoon with Elton and an afternoon with just to find out about how exciting and dynamic uh, their, their lives were in that uh, space. Um, I'm just watching right now on Netflix the, a great documentary on uh, uh, the Rolling Stones when they do the Latin American tour. I think it's called Ola, Ola, Ola. It is so Cool. So, so Martin, um, where to begin with you? Let's, 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 let's begin with what matters. And what matters is what you're doing with, with me. You're going to sleep on the street uh, for Covenant House. Um, youth homelessness is a significant problem. Uh, I've been very much aware of it my entire life as a Torontonian. I've watched the city change. Um, but one thing that hasn't changed is people living on the street. It breaks my heart. And uh, last year I stepped out for Covenant House. Uh, listeners of this radio station, family and friends, donated over $40,000 to uh, my cause last year. Jack Cardle, of course, was very, very generous as well. Uh, you uh, have slept out before? I have. This will be my fourth sleep out with Covenant House. Um, although I missed uh, sleeping with you last year. Um, I, I missed the last two years because I was in Europe. But uh, I think it's one of the most important things we can do um, is to draw attention to the fact that there are 6,000 kids between you know 16 and 23 who sleep on the street every night and they don't do it because they like sleeping on the street they don't do it because it's cool they do it because they can't go home and uh and that is tragic when you meet and talk to some of these kids they're there because they feel they have no choice but to sleep rough and and uh covenant house gives them a place to go again the the story is wide uh, wide reaching um the the stats that come out of children spending time on the streets can be very very um, haunting uh, the, the percentage of children that end up uh, engaging uh, in the sex trade uh, is is as dark as it can be. Uh, kids being propositioned continuously, violence, mm-hmm. uh, unsafe environment, and and what really 
amazes me about the human spirit is how some of these children who are living on the street continue to attend uh, elementary or continue to attend school, uh, yeah. high school, junior high school, for a period of time. Um, so 60% of the kids who sleep of kids who sleep on the street are having their first homeless experience uh, under the age of 16. That's horrifying. So that means that they're at high school level, they feel like they can't go home. They're not going home because of violence at home, transphobia, homophobia, whatever social stigma they have, something's going wrong and they're out of the house and they can't be, uh, and, and they can't go anywhere. And they, they feel like living on the street's the safest place for them. And as you say, if you survive the night on the street from the cold, um, from the violence, from the assault, from the sexual assault, you still, the next day, you have to get up and you have to figure out what bathroom you're going to use. You have to figure out where you're going to eat. And you have to figure out, having done those two things, where you're going to sleep the next night. So it's a life full of a precarity. And Covenant House gives them a place to go, a place to get clean, a place to get their heads together, a place to maybe get their relationships with their families back on track. And and an opportunity to get education, to go back to school. You know, I've met kids who've graduated from Covenant House and are now lawyers working for uh, marginalized, um, uh, you know, supporting the, the work of marginalized uh, youth, uh, people who are working in the restaurant trade. Um, it's, as you know, Covenant House is, is a fantastic gift to kids who don't feel like they have any place to go. Um, you're, Martin, you're in the film business, yeah. and um, you have a very, very successful career uh, and a very successful co- company, um, and it's it, it really part of Hollywood North. You are part of Hollywood North. It's something that uh, we as Torontonians uh, can be very thankful for, for the amount of uh, economic activity your industry has always, for, for decades, brought to both Toronto and uh, Vancouver. Um, obviously, you shoot a lot of these films on the street. Yes. As a filmmaker, yeah. I want to ask you, after the commercial break, what you've actually witnessed, and if that ever, ever has inspired you to bridge that into what you do for a living. For sure. uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, delighted to have Martin Katz in studio, president of Prospero Pictures, and uh, more importantly, a sleeper for Covenant House with Miles C. on November 21st. Uh, please, uh, if you want to donate some money to either one of us, uh, go to the Covenant website, uh, look for uh uh, Toronto Sleepout, uh, Martin Katz, uh, or Wolfgang Klein, please give to one of us because, uh, in fact, you're going to be giving to yourself and you'll probably get roughly 45% of your donation back. Uh, give generously, um, give frequently, uh, give, give, give to those who need it more than you and I. Tie Fi Radio, uh, more of it right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio. 40 Toronto. Ah, good morning. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Wolfgang Klein, host of the show. There's your fidelity. Let's talk finance. Uh, Prospero Pictures president 
founder, Martin Katz, in the house. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have uh, Martin Katz uh, in the house. Uh, you know, one of the behind-the-scenes guys who is so happening. Oh, producer of Hotel Rwanda, um, friends with Elton John. Did you go to the show, by the way, yesterday? I missed the show yesterday, but I saw him in a Roman amphitheater in the south of France in Nîmes about six weeks ago, and it was spectacular. 5,000 people in a Roman amphitheater uh, under the stars. Oh, my goodness. There's some beautiful amphitheaters in Europe. Uh, yeah. I saw a beautiful one in Greece. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very, very it's cool. It's a great show. Um, you're, you're a lawyer. Um, you, you hold multiple degrees. You worked for Microsoft. You indicate to me on the MSN project. That's right. Uh, um, the top top 10 richest rock stars in the world, Keith Richards, $340 million. Springsteen, you've done work with him, $350 million. Ringo Starr, uh, $350. Mick Jagger, $360. Elton John, $480. That's a guy you've worked with. Jimmy Buffett, uh, I'm still getting educated on his music. I don't know Buffett's music. <laughs> uh, Bono, $600 million. And then, of course, Paul McCartney, $1.2. Three of those 10 people uh, you have worked with. Um, yet you're sleeping on the streets of Toronto for Covenant House uh, amidst your schedule, uh, your, your, your busy, busy schedule. How many employees work for you? Oh, so we go from two or three employees to 200 employees, depending on how many projects we've got going on at a time. So again, film production, we, we all see it as Torontonians. You know, you come to come into work perhaps one morning a little earlier and you see a crew that's setting up or taking down from the night before. And I, it always crossed my mind, you know, shooting film at night mm. gives you a very different perspective on any environment, city that you're working in. So let's bring this back to homelessness for a second. And any inspiration, any uh, emotional quotient that really stood out that said, I got to do something here. Well, sure. I think, um, first of all, you know, when you work in the film production business, you, I think people think about actors and directors, you know, um, people who are, whose skills are not really fungible or relatable to what we do in the world. But an enormous amount of production is, uh, semi-skilled and unskilled workers. We've got drivers, we've got painters, we've got electricians, we've got lumber people, we've got construction people. So we work with people from every aspect of society, really, with every level of skills. And um, when you work, you often end up working nights because when you're shooting a night scene, that is shot at night. Correct. There's no filter that makes daytime look like night uh, very convincingly and certainly not with high-definition cameras. So... When it's night in the movie, you shot that at night, which means you're shooting five or six days in a row uh, from sundown till till sunup, and you're going home at dawn, uh, which is, you know, a lot of shift workers are familiar with that. Most of the people who, you know, dress up to go to work are not familiar with that. And when you go home at dawn uh, to go to sleep, you realize uh, the number of people who are living on the street, waking up in the morning, trying to figure out where they're going to get a coffee for free or for... 10 or 20 cents that they've got in their pocket and figuring out where they can go use the bathroom. And you really become hyper aware that people are living on the street and it's, uh, it's, it's not cool. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. It's a, it's a terrible, it's the worst of all, uh, of almost every solution. And what Covenant House does is to give people, young people a chance to go and get their, uh, get their stuff together and live in a place that has a where you're not worried about getting robbed, you're not worried about getting sexually assaulted, um, and you are able to to try and get your life together. The other thing they do, of course, which is so significant and growing in significance, is is they help people who are in the sex trade get out of that world. Uh, there are a lot of people in our world who are who are trafficked, who and um, 
they come from good backgrounds, they come from good houses, they come from families, and they essentially get kidnapped out of their families or bamboozled by guys who get them into the sex trade and they can't get out. And uh, Covenant House has a secret home in Toronto that no one knows where it is, uh, where they can get people out of the sex trade, get them away from their um, pimps and help them actually get back to normal life. So you're a film producer. Yeah. Have you thought about taking this to film? We've, I've never done a film that actually deals with this kind of material, but I think that the experience, you know, from because you slept out last year, the experience of sleeping out, obviously we sleep in a relatively cozy environment. We know we're going to get up and have a hot chocolate or a coffee and go home and have a shower. People who sleep on the street don't have that experience. Um, but it does give you a sense of the precarity of the situation when you're sleeping on the street. It's cold. You're at the mercy of the elements. Uh, you, it, here's one thing that I learned that is unbelievable that I hadn't thought of before. We sleep on a little piece of cardboard. The cardboard, the insulation factor of that cardboard, isn't it surprising? Yeah, there is something to it. If you slip off the cardboard onto the sidewalk, oh. there's an incredible increase. Uh, decrease in the in the temperature. Well, Jack, Jackson, Jack's a military man, yeah. uh, so he can certainly speak to <laughs> Get, that. Getting exactly. off the ground certainly helps, that's for sure, because otherwise your your body heat goes right into the ground. Yeah. A simple piece of cardboard makes yeah. a I gave Wolf difference. an air mattress, but I think he sort of hit it. He, I think he hit it away <laughs> it last wasn't time. Air, no, it wasn't, there was, I didn't, it wasn't an air mattress. <laughs> it was a little extra uh, thinselage, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> it was still cold. I didn't like it. It was very unpleasant. Uh, and besides, I left it behind, so uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't that. use it again this year. <laughs> you're listening, look, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio. It's it's a show that matters. Uh, it's a show with Hart uh, Martin Katz. He is a very successful international film producer st- based out of here in Toronto. Uh, works with the stars. Of course, Elton is in town. Uh, end of his career. Uh, what a great one he's had. Uh, well, end of his touring career, should we shall say. Uh, people like that just don't stop until, of course, they do. Um, but the Covenant House cause is a very real cause. Uh, from a financial point of view, the dividends are large. When you give, you get 45% back, basically, uh, as a tax deduction. Uh, and more importantly, you help a human being improve their lives at an early age. Defer the help. The costs are through the roof. And guess what, folks? We pay for all the costs from incarceration uh, to, to, to medical. The sooner we help, the lower the cost, the better off we are as a people and as a society. And I'm Martin. I can't thank you enough for participating uh, in the Covenant Health Depot. But let's keep you in the studio. I want to talk more about film production. And I also want to uh, pivot over into e eSports. Thank you, eSports, because uh, viewership of eSports is absolutely taking off. Kids are getting rich. And yet Martin is in an old industry of producing film. And yet he continues to uh, evolve. I want to talk about all of that on Hi-Fi Radio right after this. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. She packed my bags last night, reflight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. Good morning. It is Wolfgang Klein, and you're listening to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network 640 right here in Toronto. It looks like a reasonable day, I shall say. It's always a reasonable day. In fact, it's always a great day. Um, It certainly is today. We have uh, Martin Katz in the studio. He's the uh, president of a Toronto-based film and television production company with over 30 years of experience, Prospero 
pictures. And uh, it's incredible um, when rock stars end up on film. And you've worked with a lot of rock stars putting them on film. Uh, share with the audience uh, some of the most exciting or uh, an exciting moment that just made yourself so fulfilled to say, this is why I'm in this business. Uh, well, we, one of the great fun things I was able to do in my uh, career uh, was to create and launch the series called Spectacle with Elvis Costello, which we co-developed with Elton John and his husband, uh, David Furnish, who, of course, is Torontonian. And uh, we sold that show all over the world. We did 21 hours of that series with uh, uh, musical artists from Sting and Springsteen to Sheryl Crow and uh, Herbie Hancock. Um, I would say the first episode we shot we shot on the Saturday Night Live stage in Studio 8H in oh my. in, uh, in uh, Rockefeller uh, Plaza. And the Elvis was, I would say Elvis was uh, con- so fascinated by Elton's, he interviewed Elton John, so Elton was our first guest on our first show. And he was so into the interview that he forgot to ask Elton to play anything. We had this <laughs> one of, you know, Elton has a number of pianos around the world uh-huh. that he will play. And we had one of them brought into the studio and it was tuned and it was ready to go. And so we were ready to wrap the recording session. We'd gone on for about 90 minutes for a one hour show. And um, Elton said, Elvis was wrapping up the show and Elton said, do you want me to play something? And the room, we had about maybe 200 people in the room, (laughs) went crazy. (laughs) And he walked over to the piano and spent another 30 minutes just talking and playing on the piano. And that was mind-blowingly fun. Um, and we went on to do another 20 episodes of that show, so it was fantastic. Um, help the audience uh, out, if you, if, if you may. Um, you have seen enormous change in your industry, uh, in movie attendance, in production budgets, mm-hmm. in technology. Um, is it still a viable industry for students today to pursue um, a film and television production? Uh, and again, I, I say that because the world is so changing. And, uh, and our next guest, uh, Evan Cubis, uh, with Rumble Gaming, uh, he is an agent for eGamers. Uh, and the viewership of eGaming is, is, is mind-boggling. It mm-hmm. is completely mind-boggling. Um, and obviously putting further attention on uh, eyeballs uh, and ears. And that's what it's all sure. about, eyeballs and ears. The changes are phenomenal in our industry. Uh, You know, I started 25 or so years ago in the film business where you could finance a film and sell it internationally. Uh, And making television was much more difficult. Now, uh, between Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, the long format television series are taking over the world. They're, They're, you know... Netflix is spending $15 billion on content this year. Mm-hmm. Amazon's going to spend about $10 billion on content this year. These are outrageous numbers in a world in which, you know, the American film business is about a $5 billion business. So suddenly the television business is a $15 billion one buyer. You know, one, <laughs> it's uh, thrown the whole thing out of scale. So yes, there's a future for people who know how to create content, who know anything about creating content at any level, whether you know how to run a camera, you know how to do visual effects, you know, go to school, learn coding, become an animator. Like those those jobs are big and getting bigger, those opportunities. It's also really become decentralized too, Wolf, I'd say. The fact that you can go out with your iPhone, do a film, put it on YouTube, mm-hmm. get some viewership, prove your concept, 
and then maybe go to a big production facility or, or a company. Absolutely. You know, think about a... Uh, it, it de-risks sort of your business, very so much to speak. So. so you do those proof of concept. Letter Kenny started life as a proof of concept web series, and uh, it's it's all over the world now. So there's a real there are real opportunities for young people who are creative to go out and just... You know, grab your phone and shoot. So yeah, I would so, say there's so, certainly opportunities. There's there are different opportunities than maybe you saw initially, but it continues to evolve, and it's certainly important that you know students and young people take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of them, whether uh, they're the same or different than the past. Uh, interest of time, we have Martin Katz in the studio, uh, president, founder of Pro- Prospero Pictures, a very colorful career. Uh, he's hung out with some of the coolest people on the planet, uh, and I'm so jealous for that. But uh, I'm going to throw you a little, a little live one at you right here, uh, Martin. Uh, any chance you can bring a, maybe a, a film person down to shoot some of the Covenant House f- uh uh, experience that you and I are going to have uh, in November as we sleep and perhaps then I can upload some of that footage. Uh, I am not uh, creative enough with my phone. My, my daughter's going to teach me, but I'm not great enough with my phone to be able to pull this one off. But uh, perhaps you can help us out and get a little footage. It, it, I think I should try. I'm just working with a guy named Charles Officer, who's a brilliant young filmmaker from Toronto who uh, has won awards for his documentaries uh, around the world. Uh, his documentary on the Little Prince is stunning. Um, it's the, and we just finished a crime thriller. Uh, so maybe I'll get him. Maybe I'll get Charles to come out and it, shoot something. It, it's incredible. What I saw last year, I walked through the Ryerson campus. It looks different at twelve o'clock at night than it did when I went to school on a Monday morning. Yeah. I walked down Young Street, Young Street for a Big Mac at around 12.30 at night, and it was a dark experience. So just around the whole sleep area, mm-hmm. it is real what you and I are going to experience once again. I am dreading the experience, but I can't thank you enough for allowing uh, you to participate in a very, very worthy cause. And uh, six, six-time six sleeper, kudos to you, man. I'm a newbie uh, doing it for the second time. Martin Katz, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on Hi-Fi Radio. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk with uh, Evan Cubis uh, with uh, Rumbling Gaming. Uh, e-gaming is hot, uh, and it's very, very exciting. It's very, well, it's almost pre- pre-investable. Uh, so we're early days on something that's got lots of runway. Uh, uh, this is Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Yes, and my son plays with a joystick, and it's called e-gaming. Uh, this is Hi-Fi Radio, Wolfgang Klein, your host, a show about money. Uh, we go far and wide, uh, but we bring it all back to you, the people. Uh, it's about finding good investable ideas. It's about working. It's about saving. It's about reducing your consumption, uh, playing the long game, um, and also uh, participating perhaps in change. Uh, Jack and I are always trying to bring you things early. Um because it's exciting. Uh, cannabis, of course, was a very interesting topic, I shall say. Uh, but this eSports, uh, right beside cannabis, has been percolating um, beyond belief. Uh, I had to get a, a little refresher about uh, eSports, e-gaming, um, uh, from my son Elliot uh, this morning. Uh, and I said, Elliot, when you play Fortnite, is, is that eSports? And he said, well, yeah, Dad, it is. And uh, you know, he's speaking about, what, what was that app? Uh, Twitch, Twitch? Uh, Twitch. Twitch. Yes, yeah, so I had to learn about the Twitch app. 
chap. Um, but who better to learn about an industry that is really evolving? Uh, you know, as close as Jack and I got to this space was with Take Two Interactive and Activision. We own those two stocks, of course, gaming publishers. Uh, expensive stocks, but they perform real, real well. Um, and so we made a little money in that space. But this e-gaming space has so much legs in front of it. Uh, so we have an agent uh, in the studio to talk to us, uh, Evan Cubis, uh, MKM uh, Rumble Gaming. Um, interesting, we got two lawyers in the studio. Martin Katz, the uh, uh, film producer and sleep, fellow sleeper for Covenant House, uh, is a lawyer. And uh, Evan Cubis is a lawyer. And Jack said, of course he's a lawyer, Wolf. He is an agent. All agents are lawyers. Well, there's a lot of, I would say there's a lot of contracts, that's for sure. But the uh, the esports, e-gaming, uh, the last report that I saw, because of all the money that is involved with it now, it's really becoming a professional industry. And you need, obviously, people to represent you to make sure that, obviously, you're taken care of. Uh, just like the sports, whether it's NBA, NHL, um, NFL, esports has a lot of cash. It's around. You want to make sure you get proper representation. And that's exactly what Evan does. Well, but it's interesting. Again, when the average person thinks about electronic games, about gaming, Martin, when you think about gaming, the first thing that comes to your mind is Pong, right? <laughs> I remember you Pong. Remember, you remember Pong. Remember You're Pong. a Microsoft man. Um, you ever played any video games with Bill Gates in your, because you worked at Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, I worked at Microsoft. I did not play video games. I bet games, he'd crush you. I know he'd crush you. But we create a, a tabletop uh, hockey um, for your computer. Right, in 1996. Oh, 96. So yes. it wasn't DOS space, I guess. No. Eh? Um, but uh, no, no, Evan, uh, I always thought video game was you, you play a video game and, you know, Space Invaders, Pong, and you call it done. Uh, creating teams, no different than uh, House League, NHL, baseball. That's where you're taking this industry. And that, that's where I felt like you could, which is not what I would have thought of as a derivative play on the industry, but 84 million viewers of esports rivaling uh, the NBA, NHL, uh, and sitting just under the NFL for viewership is serious, serious business. And again, in getting brushed up from Elliot this morning, my 15-year-old gamer who goes mad playing those games, and we, I literally I unplug him. Right, I walk over to the outlet and unplug the guy. But he said, Daddy, the prize are real. They can fly you to Vegas and, and, and win millions and millions of dollars. And you look at the the, 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 the prize highest pool, um, the international in 2007 was almost $25 million. This against the Tour de France of $2 million, uh, the Melbourne Cup of $6 million. So, so you're on to something. So please educate us on, 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 on esports, e-gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's best if I kind of give you a little background how I got into is how I kind of realized what was going on here. Um, so as you mentioned before, I'm a lawyer by trade. Um, while in law school, probably spent a little bit too much time playing video games than I should have been. <laughs> but that's kind of how I got exposure to esports. Never looked at it all from kind of a professional or business perspective, just became a fan of it. Same way I watch NBA, same way I watch NFL. What really intrigued me at the time was Dota 2. Um, as, uh, as I'm sure you've heard earlier this year, this past summer in, in, in Shanghai, there was a Dota 2 tournament for a prize pool uh, for $30 million. So I think that took a lot of people by surprise. Um, anyway, kind of going back a bit, fast forward a few years, I was actually practicing litigation at the time. Uh, I was in medical malpractice. It was kind of a Friday afternoon, kind of, you know, waiting for the weekend to come when I came across an article. Uh, article went to kind of the economics of esports, something I had never really considered at the time. Um, but what struck me most was the business model seemed very similar to traditional sports in the sense that you have teams, players, and sponsors kind of as the key stakeholders to this industry. So I'm looking back at this article. Economics are, they're, they're, it's, it's kind of putting forth, they're so large. Business model looks the same. Surely then, it got, esports must have the same kind of infrastructure built in that traditional sports does, right? Let's take a guy like LeBron James. Let's say he signs a contract with the Lakers or an endorsement deal with Nike. 
Is he himself negotiating those contracts and drafting the terms? No, right? He probably has a lawyer and agent doing it. So I'm thinking to myself, this must exist here, right? Took a look. Huh. Not only was there not a single law firm or agency in Canada doing this, there were really only two globally. So saw this as an opportunity, basically spent that weekend doing some research, and by Monday decided I was going to quit my job and launch this thing. So, again, I, you're throwing some new acronyms and stuff out at me, but sure enough, your, your name, Dota 2, uh, 38 million hours, uh, seven, 18 million eSport hours. Um, so, so Elliot said to me, he said, uh, Daddy, there's a couple of guys who, 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 who play such great games that they, and they stream on uh, Twitch, Twitch Mixer. And, 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 and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he said they will get 15 to 20 million viewers. He said, yeah, sure, there's Ninja and then there's T5? Tifu, but uh, of course, those are the top tier, right? Those are the the LeBron Jameses of the world, and not everyone kind of fits that category. Are they your clients? uh, Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Uh, uh, That being said, though, um, kind of going back to to that, not everyone is kind of in that category, um, but that being said, a large number of even small Twitch streamers and Mixer streamers are are making a pretty solid salary pretty monthly, anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000 just doing it as a side gig when they get home from school. I said, Elliot, there's hope for you. Uh, there's Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, I'm delighted um, uh, to be speaking about uh, e-gaming. Um, we have Evan in the studio who is an agent. Uh, if your child is hot, uh, they may want to give you a call. Uh, what's your, what, how can they get a hold of you, by the way? Oh, well, you can email me at ecubis at mkmesports.com or visit our website at www.mkmesports.com. Is Cubis your real name? You changed it. This is my real name. It is so appropriate for this business, isn't it, guys? <laughs> uh, it's a show about money on the Global News Radio Network. Martin Katz, television producer, uh, Evan Cubis, uh, e-gaming agent. And, of course, Jack is going to want you to say, show me the money right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. song puts me on tilt yeah i love it that was my esport when i was a kid pinball yep put my quarter on the machine i'd line up and the guy who was playing was just winning game after game after game so i'd watch him play uh and 12 kids around the machine and yeah that was a cumulative reach of that experience um <laughs> evan's laughing at me he understands what i'm talking about uh got a couple of lawyers in studio um both who work, I shall say, in the entertainment industry. Uh, Martin Katz is a, a, a film producer and a fellow sleeper for Covenant House, Prospero Pictures, and Evan Cubis is a um, eSport uh, agent. Uh, can you sign up, my kid? Would you take him on? Absolutely. Elliot? Pro bono. All right. Pro, 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 bo- whoa. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Deduct uh, Compliance. They can allow that. <laughs> um, it brings so, up a good so, point. So, 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 but no, the business is real, uh, Evan. I can, a kid can be a, a successful gamer and make an income uh, and supplement uh, their, their their lifestyle. Hard to believe. But, uh, Jack, what was your point about playing games and making money? Evan, both of our guests, actually, Evan and Martin, have basically gone out and created a passion, discovered a passion, and realized, you know what, I can actually go out and monetize this. It's not a job. It's what you love to do. And when you can monetize it, it's you, you do even a better job. Mm-hmm. There's a really interesting moment here, which is that 
you know, what we do, I guess what Evan does and, and what I do is you were intermediating between the creative community and the marketplace. So you've got creative people who are either gaming or they're directors or they're writers. They're creating something, a creative product, content we call it. And they need to figure out how to monetize it. How do they get in front of an audience? How do they get in front of a distributor? How do they, you know, and that's really the role of the producer in the case of content creation, the role of the agent in the case of of uh, superstars. Who Absolutely. Are superstars. Absolutely. Yeah. So fundamentally speaking, like I said, on the one hand, we're a law firm. So we do everything from player contracts to a ton of immigration, actually. You have players coming inbound, going outbound to play in tournaments, brand licensing, franchising, intellectual property, and all sorts of stuff like that. It's very multidisciplinary. But all that is really a value add to the agency, which is the core business. And that there is facilitating strategic partnerships, sponsorship deals. We're kind of the party in the middle, bringing two groups together and helping them activate authentically in the space. Again, what I find fascinating Fascinating. Again, hockey, this is our game, right? That's what we like to say as Canadians. E-gaming, e-sports, completely different. International, I think a third of viewership, a third of uh, revenue is coming out of China. Um, so it is a global phenomena. Uh, well, so much so, Elliot said, Daddy, if, I, if, if, if we play well, and if we really win some games, they fly you to Vegas. Absolutely. And that actually causes a whole host of legal issues if you think about it. We can be playing, for example, a tournament in Japan between a team, one is from Canada, one is from Sweden, with a game that was made in Korea. So if something goes wrong, what jurisdiction really applies? It'd be hacked by the North Koreans, man. That's what's going on there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point with the whole thing, though. With you keep on bringing up Elliot, your son, and you're talking to your son about learning. I think a lot of baby boomers really don't realize how big this industry they is. They don't. And even my generation, too. We just don't realize the fact that, you know, it's a secular growth theme. Uh, it's a secular investment theme, I think, and uh, continues to grow. And we're seeing, like, between 2019 and 2023, industry is expected to grow three times. No, again, in terms of content, Martin, you talk about content. Of course, Justin, Jack, Jack and I do each and every week here on Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I'm supposed to get that in there a couple of times. Um... Yeah, creating content, but the, the, who would have thought playing games would become content? Uh, and so I asked Elliot, I said, like, how, is it, how exciting is it to, to watch a, someone else play video games? And obviously he said it's extremely exciting because they're so sophisticated and you don't mind watching a game after the fact, mm -hmm. unlike, of course, Jack likes to watch his sports live. For sure. But e-gaming sure. is a little different. Absolutely. And I think there's a, a, a why it's become so big is really just the transition from kind of linear television to kind of this digital realm. That's something Martin alluded to earlier with the advent of Netflix, Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, all these kind of digital platforms. That's just the way younger generations, millennials, Generation Z are continuing to consume media. So kind of now you're seeing this kind of whole entertainment industry beginning to adapt and kind of follow in line to reach those audiences. Interesting stuff. Absolutely interesting. Um, we have um, Evan Cubis in the studio. We've got Martin Katz in the studio. They're both lawyers. They're both very cool cats. Um, we're talking e-gaming. We're talking content. Uh, well, we're talking about money. Uh, hopefully we can help you put a little bit more into your pocket. Lots of new stuff going on. We're here to bring it to you first. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hi-Fi 
I'm looking for an opening. I'm looking for what's called, I think, a post to play off of there. Tough song for that. Uh, well, Martin Katz, of course, gave us that track. He did a lot of work with Elvis Costello and, of course, including Elton John. Um, the rock stars, man. The big branded rock stars. Wow. They're, they're not coming through. They're not making new rock stars. They're just not doing it. However, however, I got a guy who's on the uh, the, the plane uh, to new places. Uh, yes, esports, e-gaming. Uh, they're going to correct me which one's right, which one's wrong. With sports. <laughs> He's like esports. Esports, <laughs> esports. Yes. Uh, Evan Cubis is in the studio. Uh, he represents some 200 individuals. How, how, well, not it, just individuals. I'd say esports teams, players, creators, influencers, YouTubers, even venues and bars located here in Toronto that are dedicated to it. So, so Jack and I have held for a couple of years now uh, Cineplex, mm-hmm. the Cineplex stock. Um, it is, it's languished, um, you know, for various reasons, but continues to actually perform quite well and it pays us a generous, what, 6 7% dividend yield, yep. uh, Jack? Yep. Um, so, of course, Martin Katz here is producing films, and he wants them to end up in the theater. Right? I do. That, that's what you want. But Evan, apparently, with, with as kids play video games, Evan, Evan represents these kids. They end up on these teams. But there's no bench for this team. <laughs> it's their couch. It's ironic. My kid was my kid was complaining. By the way, I pivot back to Elliot. Um, he was he, he was losing it because our Wi-Fi was going down a little bit as he was playing his game, and he was going ballistic for mom to get Ethernet. Yeah, I'm going to rewire my house for you, kid. So you know what he did? He went from his filthy bedroom, took the TV out of his bedroom, walked down right beside our router behind the couch, and sat behind our couch mm-hmm. and started playing his game. With what do you think? He's like in a corner. By, what are you doing, Elliot? You, know, so you make do. a very good I, point, though, Wolf. A lot of Evan's clients are on their couch. How do you go out and uh, recruit 200 individuals, 200 teams, 200 institutions? How, how, do you, how do you go out and find these people? Well, to be honest, when it comes to a lot of individual players, sometimes I get a lot of calls from parents, mothers, fathers, <laughs> looking to get their kids kind of represented and take them to the next level. Right. Um, uh, but, but, but other than that, a lot of it tends to be referrals or just introductions and getting your name out in the space, really. But, you know, so, but is it getting into the theater? Is there enough demand to put kids into a room uh, in a theater to, to watch an e-sport event? Well, in, in terms of physically being there, um, I think it, the space is still so far in its infancy that time will tell. That being said, from kind of a digital kind of a, the way to look at it, yes, because like you said, the viewers of esports and content creation is, is, is growing faster than any other entertainment medium out there. But on a giant they're, screen. They're actually filling stadiums. So you're, you're talking about a movie theater. They're, they're filling stadiums right now. Absolutely. And I think Lum- so. Luminosity Gaming, they own uh, the Vancouver Titans. Um, and I think that they're playing next year in their homestead at the Rogers Arena, which is where the Vancouver Canucks play. And they intend to fill that out. Um, in terms of top viewership for, for any event, the highest viewing event that you that you are aware of? Well, from, from the highest viewing event, period, um, that'd be hard to say without kind of the numbers in front of me. But kind of totally, um, the viewership for this year is approaching 320 million total esports viewers, including enthusiasts and casual watchers. Wow. Mm-hmm. And if, I say, if you look at if you look at well, traditional... No, 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 that, that, that was sort of going to get back to you, Mark, with this. You think exactly about Game right. of Thrones, you know, Game of Thrones would die for those kinds of numbers. And it's the biggest television event ever created. And it's just because it's so accessible. Uh, you could just start watching it on your cell phone. You don't need these subscriptions. It's 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 on a variety of different platforms. You look at traditional so sports as well, Wolf. A lot of the revenue models, especially in the NFL, and I think it's moving towards that in the NHL as well, it's through it's through TV, it's through viewership. It's not through stadiums. They obviously have money that they make through the gate, but the viewership that you're talking about is phenomenally huge. It's, it's massive. Well, and, again, I'm looking here. Riot, uh, viewership hours, 22 million. Vietnam eSports television, 3.2 million. Uh, Hi-Fi radio, <clears throat> 
<laughs> We're working on it, Wolf. We're working on it. Oh, my goodness, mate. Well, uh, very exciting stuff, gentlemen. Um, may your child become an e-gamer, uh, as I said. But you know something? How many kids make it to the NHL, Jack? How many try? The Delta's large. Huge, yeah. Which gets back to the basics. Stay in school. Get a job. Work. Manage your spending. You've got to reduce your spending, which means do not contact Cineplex Galaxy, Elliot, and order the popcorn to be delivered by some guy on a bicycle and pay $22 for it. Stop it. Perhaps if you win the big purse, yes, but between now and then, no. So work, reduce your spending, save and learn to invest. Uh, I know Martin is going to agree with me wholeheartedly. Uh, after all, he hangs out with the rich and famous. You see all the mistakes that they've made, haven't you? Uh, no comment. <laughs> um, I can't thank you enough, gentlemen, for joining us on the show. Uh, a real delight, a real pleasure. Uh, good job, Jack, of course, in getting such high-profiled guests. Uh, we're going to have to continue this dialogue uh, as eSports uh, is here, I think, for the long haul, and it is going to get larger and larger and larger. Uh, congratulations to you, um, Evan uh, Cubis. Uh, again, if anyone is, 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 is qualified, uh, please contact Evan Cubis if you're looking for a, a lawyer and an agent to represent you. Uh, Elliot will be heading in as a resume. Uh, trust me on that front. Um, Martin Katz, again, once again, thank you very kindly, and congratulations on your company. Thank you. Uh, Prospero Pictures is something that we need here in Canada, uh, more of, um, because we couldn't know there's no, uh, no, 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 uh, no golden dim hills, I shall say. Uh, you want to wish you a great weekend. Hi-Fi Radio Show about money uh, each and every Saturday on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Listening to Hi Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week.